Welcome to the GigTube Podcast, hosted by Chad Polenz, a full-time gig economist since 2018. Each week, Chad talks to a fellow gig worker, content creator, or an industry insider to dig deep into the world of the gig economy. Let's see what they discover this week. Hey, welcome to another interview with a GigTuber. Tonight, I'm talking to Mike Baseglia of Mike Delivers Podcasts. How you doing, man? I'm doing really well, Chad. Thank you so much for having me uh, on, on on the show tonight. Looking forward to it. I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I just uh, it's funny because uh, I saw I was listening to a podcast you had did this morning with uh, Sean. I forgot his last name, but yeah, no one needs. Yeah, yeah. no one no one likes him anyway. No, Sean Marash. <laughs> he's a good dude. Yeah. At the end of the the show, you said our our next episode is going to be about Arby's. So right, I, I stopped at Arby's. Yeah. On the way home from work, and uh, I. What are drinking. we drinking? Uh, it's just Coke Zero, which I don't even really like. It tastes like liquid donuts. Yeah, Coke Zero is, uh, you know, it's funny because like there's Diet Coke and then there's Coke Zero. So you're like, I, I like I, I drink only diet sodas because I pretend to try to be healthy or whatever. Uh-huh. But I think I go to Coke Zero when I'm like, I'm going to be cool today. And it, it's all <laughs> the same stuff. It's all the same stuff. Yeah, I've been trying to reduce my sugar intake. So like mm. I, I don't even like keep soda in the house anymore that's smart that's yeah. a good move even like diet soda like the it's splenda or aspartame or whatever it's in there <clears throat> i was i saw somewhere like on i don't know if you watch any science shows on youtube but um i remember watching one of those science shows they said like this thing with these artificial sweeteners is that it it kind of confuses your body is that it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't know how to process the mm-hmm. artificial sweetener so that when you have actual sugar, instead of metabolizing it, it just um, gets stored as fat or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, I've heard uh-huh. that as well. Like if you have diet sodas, it actually uh-huh. can be really harmful for you in weight gain yeah. if you have a bunch of them because your body freaks out and doesn't know what it is doing. So I have heard that as well. I I, I am addicted to it, though, so I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like and pretend that I'm going to say this and like, oh, I'm not doing that. But no, I'm, I'm all over it. Yeah, man. Like let's let's get some Sprite Zeros yeah. and have a good time. Right, Chair Lisa's here. Hey. I don't know if uh if you want to see the chat you'd have to um watch on your phone and turn the volume down but okay I can uh, do that I'll do that right now I'm not expecting a huge crowd unfortunately is that my my <laughs> bad no it's fine I'll that, bring them out we'll change that by the end of this episode is that's that your goal. uh your kid's crib behind you yeah that. Uh, that's where he, uh, that's his crib. He's ten months old. Although he doesn't really sleep in that right now, it's just there for show. I would like to say this is like a green screen, and I'm at somewhere else, and I just like to have like kids' backgrounds behind me. But it is my son's. Uh, mm-hmm. He's ten months, and this is his crib that took uh, way too much time to put together that he doesn't even sleep in. That's it. <laughs> um, well, I kind of skipped the whole intro, so I should have. Why don't you introduce yourself? Because I, I would imagine a lot of my viewers aren't familiar with you. So, sure. if you want to give like your basic rundown, who you are, why they should know, you know, height, weight, blood type, social security number. <laughs> Absolutely. So one four three two seven two eight three. Have fun. Go to town. Bank account routing zero zero three one two six two. Mike Baseglia. I am the. I have a podcast called Mike Delivers Podcast. I was about. Two plus years ago, uh, producing CBS Sports Radio's National Morning Show and doing the morning show, I would leave there and I was like, I had nothing to do. I was bored. I wanted to get a second part-time job, didn't know what to do. My wife recommended 
why don't you do Uber Eats? I said, no way in hell I'm doing Uber Eats. I can't do that. <laughs> he convinced me. I tried it. I ended up falling in love with it. Like, just I really enjoyed doing it, that I could make extra income as a part-time job. So I started to do that. And as I was doing this, I was like, there are so many exciting things that are happening to me on the road that I just kept telling people about. I kept telling stories. I kept saying this. I saw a guy in his underwear. Somebody came out mm. and, you know, he forgot to put his pants on. Somebody came out and they said, you were the worst delivery driver I've ever seen. Well, the point is there was all these stories. And I said, you know what? Why don't I start a podcast where I talk about my mm. stories from the road? And that's what I've done. And it's evolved now to the point where my wife comes on and we do episodes every other week together. And we do food reviews based on places that I've done deliveries to, want to do deliveries to, or national chains that have big things going mm -hmm. on. So I uh, tell stories from the road, interview different people, and then my wife and I do food reviews about everything going on here in northern New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot to tell you. I don't know if you know it or not, but I'm, I'm originally from upstate New York. Mm -hmm. So um, I can – and I've been to New Jersey many times. So, you know, where I'm from, I'm from Schenectady, which is right next to Albany. So, yeah, you no, know, I, I went to Syracuse for college. So uh, okay, I'm right on. Kind of familiar, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, man, I have so many questions. Uh, I like the the opening of your podcast. The you have a guy. Uh, is that your voice or is that a different person that, no, that introduces that's my you? Friend, that's my friend Andrew Bogish, and Andrew is somebody I worked with for many years at CBS Sports Radio. He's one of the morning anchors there, so he does mm -hmm. the updates. So he's got the fancy voice. So you'll hear him do something like. All right, let's now go to Andrew Bogus, who's got the scores from today. Thanks, Mike. All right, last night in the NBA, it looked like the 76ers lost again, this time falling to the Milwaukee Bucks, 121 to 87. Yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo after the game, like he's the guy that does that. So I was like, Andrew, you got to do this for me. So he did the voice uh, when he would introduce me. So that's kind of the origin behind Mr. Andrew Bogus. So, yeah, yeah, it's not me. And uh, it, each intro is like a little different or – because sometimes he's like from his wife's RAV4 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or... yeah. So, <laughs> no, good catch. So the way we do it is I have an even episode and an odd episode. And the odd episodes, I do it for my wife's 2017 Toyota RAV4. And mm -hmm. I'll do it typically outside of like a restaurant I picked up from or maybe a place that I thought was interesting at the time. So I'll say, yes, I'm coming from my wife's 2017 Toyota RAV4. And then the episodes that I do with my wife, you know, I'm not dragging her into the car to do the episode with me. Mm -hmm. So we just do it from like our living room. And I set up a couple of microphones there. So we have the introduction for Mike and his 2017, his wife's 2017 Toyota RAV4. And then we do it from, you know, just our living room here in the beautiful state of New Jersey. And then uh, like, so you do you do video podcasts of all your episodes for Patreon or just the ones with your wife? So for Patreon, it goes on video. And my wife always joins me for Patreon for the most part. Sometimes I'll do it solo, but Patreon's her and I. And mm -hmm. we'll just kind of go behind the scenes of some of the stuff that I don't talk about in real life, of things that are going on, some other stories. Just kind of pull back the curtain and show the people a little more insight on what's going on. And then mm -hmm. we have fun doing these blind food taste tests, which I really love to do which she'll put her pantyhose around my eyes and like, I can't see. And then she'll shove food in my mouth and I have to guess what it is. And I, I we love doing that. And that's been, that's been an adventure in itself. Cause there's some stuff that's been pretty nasty and it can be scary. And th that was my idea. And I'm like, Oh, this is fun. And now it's, I love it, but I also get like a lot of anxiety thinking about it too. Cause I've tried some really nasty stuff in the past, but yeah, we, we kind of do that with the Patreon and we, we have yeah. some fun with it. You host the videos on YouTube, and then but you can only see them through Patreon. Yeah, you can only see them through Patreon. But I needed somebody to house the videos, mm -hmm. basically, because Patreon doesn't allow you to upload videos to their site directly. But what they need is a link. 
So I go on to YouTube and use that as the link source and then just hide it so you can't go to it. Oh, so, so you do you it go, as unlisted or, or private? Exactly, exactly. So I guess if you fall in love and know some of my Patreon people and want mm. to get connected with some of these guys and girls over there, you can like get that information and they <laughs> can send it to you if you want to sneak around my Patreon paywall. But uh -huh. now for the most part, it's, it's just a lot of fun. It's it's a nice side community and it's some of the mic delivers like, uh, you know, guys and yeah. girls that really love the podcast. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I was checking out your Patreon. I think it's only like four bucks a month or something, right? It's only four dollars. You get all extra content. You know, I probably should have made it more expensive when I started, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and now I can't make it anymore because I feel guilty and I get upset about that. I'm gonna so have four bucks a month to look into the extra content. It's yeah. fun. We have fun. We have a good time. I have to check it out. You know, I mean, you, I mean, for my... for my channel, I mean, I definitely I want to. There's like so many podcasts that I listen to, and like mm. so many of them are like you know like uh, like you know uh, Jason at uh, Gay Economy Podcast who turned me onto your show. They nice. have a Patreon too. Yes, they have uh, bonus features and things like that. Yeah, so I was gonna it's a say, nice way, you know how nice like if you uh, a little extra the fans. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know how if you refer a driver to Uber, like you get a, a bonus of some sort. <laughs> yes. yes. You should, yeah, you should yeah, give yeah. Jason a kickback for referring me to your. Uh, yeah, that's a really podcast. good point. <laughs> I like that. You know that that's actually. You say that you say that you're kind of joking, but in a weird way, it's a really good idea. But I think that's the cool part of doing these podcasts, and that's the way to grow these things that I've learned too. Is mm -hmm. you know, it's a community. So if you know someone's listening to you, listening to me, they want to listen to Jason. It's a great way to learn and and grow and listen to other people and hear their contents, which I think I think is a really you know fun way to do it. But uh, yeah, no, mm -hmm. Jason, you're not getting any money. <laughs> Send him a a five dollar Dunkin' Donuts gift card or something. We'll do it. <laughs> You know, it's funny. My first two notes in my, I was keeping a, 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 on notes here, were both about voices. I said, you and your wife both have both have good radio slash podcast voice. Oh, I'll tell her that. That'll make her feel, that'll make her make her feel happy. I'll I'll let her know about that. She's going to be tuning in in and out here on the live stream, but uh -huh. uh, she's tending to our child, so there's going to be parts where she's in and out. So she That's, may have heard that. She may not have. I've never seen a picture of her though, so I don't know what she looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's but cool. I like her. She's are pretty. you? So your day job is in sports radio, right? It used to be. So oh. I quit CBS Sports Radio. I got out of it, and I became doing more full time uh, Uber Eats stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I, but I also now work for a podcast network. Nothing to do with the the, the podcast I'm creating. That's mm -hmm. just on the side. So I work for a podcast network. I do Uber Eats on the side, and then I do my own content. But I worked in sports radio for ugh, between the two places, 13, 14 years. So, I, you know, a lot of experience in that field. I was going to say, because you, you seem to have a, a knack or like a natural, um, like, you know how to talk, like, see, I'm all stuttering and be like, uh, uh, no, uh you know, <laughs> um, I don't know if you ever watch or listen to Harry Campbell, the rideshare guy, like he's been doing, he's like one of the original gig tubers. Like he started making mm. videos about the gig economy and like, I don't know six or seven years ago and i i had him on my podcast like a month ago yeah and, uh, yeah he just he can flow like you ask him any question and he just you know he talks like such a professional and then like i'm here like still in my amateur phase so oh stop yeah. see that 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 is hogwash and we're gonna put an end to that right now because first of all <laughs> you sound great you're doing an awesome job and i'm really enjoying your conversation but that's just all part of the fun you know learning and growing and doing all of these things I've done 200 plus episodes on my own mm -hmm. and you just, it's just, it just, it's enjoyable to keep doing this and get more, more relaxed and more fun about it. And, you know, I can tell you from my experience in talking to people, the more and more I do it, the more comfortable I have felt doing things. Cause mm -hmm. definitely times where, you know, you're, you're doing something for the first time, et cetera. And it's just a learning curve, but, and you know, no, I think it's awesome. 
Yeah, and uh, as you guys can see, I'm wearing my magic shirt and hat, and this is a picture I took like two years ago. I think it was a magic Milwaukee game. Okay. I can't really remember. Um, it's funny. Like, I'm not even really – not, not only am I not really like a basketball fan, I'm not really a sports fan in general anymore. I used to be. Just like magic. Yeah. Well, I just like to rep. Actually, I'm a, a pretty. Well, not a pretty big. Like I'm a. If I'm a fan of everything, I'm a fan of the Orlando uh, City soccer team, mm. and I try to go there. You know, once or twice a month. Uh, tickets are fairly cheap. It's always nice. It's funny because like I never really liked soccer until I moved to Florida. I moved to Florida about six years ago, and then um, like the World Cup was going on, and like that's pretty exciting to watch. And then uh, you know I started going to Orlando City games, and I was like, oh, wow, soccer. Like, cause I've always been a big hockey fan when I was a kid, and I still am. And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, soccer is – if you watch it on TV, it's kind of boring. But watching it in real life uh, is way more exciting. And uh, I was going to say, I'm doing this whole basketball theme because I know, like you say in your podcast, you're a basketball fan. And, like, you originally titled it Basketball Drives, yeah. which sounds like a sports podcast. But So did it start out as a sports podcast or – was it sports and then it evolved into food or was it two in one or like what's That's the story? That's a very good that? question and I appreciate that. Yeah, it started as basketball drive. So the original idea was and now I actually I have a second podcast I do called Bad Weather Fans where I talk about basketball. But this podcast that I originally had, which is now Mike Delivers, was called Basketball Drives. And the idea behind it was I was gonna talk basketball and then I was gonna talk about my food delivery. So I coined it together basketball drives like you're driving a basketball and then the drive part like you're driving a car drop off Jimmy Chungas, drop off Wendy's to people as a gig economist as, as a Uber Eats driver but what I started to notice as I probably got 15 20 episodes deep into the podcast was I was kind of bored talking about the basketball stuff but my enjoyment came from talking about my food deliveries on the road my enjoyment came from telling people the stories that I was seeing so I started mm -hmm. to think and I thought hard about it and I talked to my wife about it I said you know, before I get too deep into the podcast, I don't, I don't really want to talk about basketball anymore. Let me let me call the podcast Mike Delivers. And then if I want to, you know, go into other topics outside of delivery. If I mm. use the word delivers, Mike delivers food, Mike delivers content, Mike All delivers right. whatever. So it started with the basketball and food delivery merging as the topic. And then the more and more I did, I was like, I don't really want to talk about basketball on here. I want to get into all my stories from the road. I want to interview people about food delivery. I want to talk to different people all over the world about foods. Like I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I want. I don't want to handcuff myself to be into basketball. Mm -hmm. I want to do deliveries about food and really get into that idea. So then it's it, you know it shifted. I think it was thirty-seven episodes in. Mm -hmm. I went with Mike delivers. Okay. Yeah. Now it's branded. That's a good question. Yeah. Um. All right. So you. You pretty much only do Uber Eats as your only side gig, or do you do like DoorDash or Grubhub or anything like that? I only do Uber Eats. I'm terrified to try the other ones. And here in this area in northern New Jersey, mm -hmm. I'm about like 15, 20 minutes outside New York City, like in the Arby's. I, <laughs> I've, I, it, it's really lucrative on this front. So it's never a time where I really feel there's downtime. And I know, I know, like a lot of people will have multiple apps open at the same time because Uber Eats goes down. I now need to bring in the DoorDash. But for me, Uber Eats is always hot and heavy, and it's always good. So I've never found another reason to try another app, and I've always kept it. And for me, I've just kind of stuck with it. Uh, I thought about doing another app because I thought it'd be fun and entertaining on like the, the content side of things, like 
Here goes the Uber Eats guy. He's going to give it a shot. He's going to do DoorDash. Oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. He swiped, he swiped left instead of swiping right. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he went to the wrong address. This guy doesn't know how to do anything. There's the Uber Eats guy. But I never quite made it there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I've only just I've only done Uber Eats. I have never done the other apps. I well, don't even know what they would mean, what so, they would do. Something we always talk about, like, in the gig community, or like, we call it the gig tube. You know, people who do videos, like... Uh, gig economy means more than just Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Grubhub, Instacart, stuff like that. I mean, it really means like the freelance economy right. in general. Like, I mean, you could be a freelancer, like write computer code or you know something sure. like that. But, um, but one thing we, I mean, for people who do make a living doing like what I do, because I do mostly Instacart, but I also do you know the big three: uh, Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats. Um, Amazon Flex. Actually, I'm up to like 11 apps now. Nice. Um, I just did my first skip cart today, which is essentially the same thing as DoorDash. Um, I just did a 7-Eleven delivery for like, it was like only three and a half miles and it was like almost 10 bucks. I posted on my Instagram. Um, But yeah, so one thing we always say is that you should multi-app because all it takes is one customer to just make a bullshit claim that they never got their food or that mm, you exactly, use yeah. use the slur or something like that and uh something that we do I, I highly recommend this i don't know if you do it or not um i gotta dim the screen in my phone so you can see all right so there's this this app right here it's called timestamp camera okay and uh it's it, it it's just like a regular camera if i can that's what i'm trying to and uh if you can see at the top there like it has like the date and time and then Okay. It has a uh, GPS coordinates, and you can also put the exact street address in. I had I took it off so that you know the internet doesn't know my street address. Um, there, but this, what I do is every single delivery that I do for like every platform. Not only do I take the picture through the app, but I also take my own picture mm. with that GPS. Uh, you know all that information on there. So the customer tries to claim that they never got their food. Mm. Or that it arrived damaged or whatever. I have this, you know, smoking gun Evidence. proof. Yeah. So, um, and this is a this oh, is wow. a free app too. It's called Timestamp Camera Enterprise. So you're um, telling me that when you take the photo of the food for the app, it it's taking both photos at the same time is what's happening. Um, it depends on how you take it. Like, cause Uber, well, you Uber makes you take it through the app, but other, like DoorDash, you can take a picture with your camera and then upload it. You know, cause like it'll say. It'll ask you camera or upload picture, but with Uber, mm. you can only. So I mean, I don't. I mean, it only takes gotcha. a second. So sure. yeah, highly recommend that. And then I mean, you can pay ten bucks to uh, get the ads off. But uh, yeah, I mean, I always worry because I smart. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's happened. There's this uh, this kid. I don't. His name's Eli Ash. He's a, a pretty big gig tuber here, and he was huge, huge numbers on YouTube doing uh, videos about DoorDash, and uh, he got. He got nuked over, you know, a false claim that somebody never got their food, and then he fought it, and like it took him like a month, and he did get reactivated. But um, you know, it's just something that we always say, um, especially in like the Facebook and Reddit groups, is like never, you know, man does not live by DoorDash alone. You know, I mean, if you're only doing it like as a side hustle, and like you right. said, like in your market, like if you, it, for me, that's bizarre that like you can get by on just one app. Like here, and I'm I'm out, I'm like 20 miles north of Orlando. Um, you gotta you gotta run like three or four apps, 
Unless you're just doing it, like if you have a W two day job, and you just want to do food delivery at night or on the weekends, right? Then you should be fine. But uh, yeah, I mean, well, it never hurts to just you know cover your CYA, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, where where I live in northern New Jersey, it's about you know fifteen twenty minutes outside New York City, and it's a pretty big suburban city ish area. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about like Bloomfield, Newark, Montclair. Orange, West Orange, East Orange. These are like big ass towns. So there's a lot of restaurants and a lot of food places. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah, I'm just doing this for me. It's a side hustle on the side. I'm, th- I'm still doing a bunch of hours. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of hours, but it's not, you know, all the time where if it was down and, and, and I needed that money on the side, you know, I, I, I would pick it up. And that's that's an absolute thing that I would definitely look into. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally get that all around. What's uh, how many um, how many hours a week do you usually work doing Uber? <laughs> like 15 to 20 hours okay is it mostly on the weekend or weeknights i I like to do actually mostly at on the evenings i found for me it's more lucrative to do it on the evenings in the week Mm -hmm. than it is on the weekends and i know that sounds like kind of confusing but for me i found because i think a lot of the people in this area use it as a side hustle yeah i think that on the weekends it's become so busy that during the week there's less competition and then for me with less competition it's easier to make money now don't get me wrong i've done weekends i've done a bajillion yeah. weekends but because there's less people on the road at night like let's say it's a random tuesday wednesday night i have more pick of the litter of what i want to get to what i want to pick and what i want to have so i found that actually week day nights have been the most beneficial for me mm-hmm. like in the beginning of it sunday was the best oh sunday is great and now i found on sunday i'll go to ihop and I'll sit there and they'll be, how long is it going to be? 30 minutes. I'll be like, see ya. And it's just, a, it's a mess everywhere I go. So weeknights, you know, I, I head on over to the IHOP on a Tuesday at four o'clock. How long is it going to be? It's been sitting here for 20 minutes. It's the exact opposite. So I like yeah. that. I, I, I used, when I first started doing gig work full time, I used to work like one to nine or 10. And then I don't, I don't know what it is, but like, I just can't see at night anymore. I have this, uh, I bought like an LED, like uh, lantern style flashlight. It's, it's kind of shaped like a gun. It's really nice. It's like super bright, and uh, it, like even with that, I mean that helps for sure. But it's I just rather much rather work during yeah. the day. Uh, it's funny. I just got two new pairs of glasses. Like I, I buy my glasses online, and I think they screwed up the prescription because I was driving today, and like I couldn't like they're like reading glasses where I could only see like this far any farther. <laughs> it was cloudy yeah, and, and raining today. I had to wear my sunglasses all day because of a prescription. And, you got to uh, be careful with that. It's funny you bring that up. Well, first of all, be careful. Don't drive at night. Be safe. But you bring it up. But it, it, that, that was interesting to me because the first time that I started to do Uber Eats was in the summer that I began. And in the summer, the days are longer. And I didn't really do that much like late night driving. And then when we, you know, the, the calendar year moved over and it was the fall and it was the winter. And it was dark at 5, 5.30. It freaked mm-hmm. me out. And it was really difficult. And I had a good time telling stories from the roads about this. But I would get so mad at people. It'd be like 5.30 on a Tuesday. It's pitch blackout. And they don't have their lights on. And I'd have a freak out about it. I'm like, put your lights on. I can't see anything. So that was a big adjustment for me. was mm-hmm. the first time delivering. Now, I've, you know, I've seen it all. But going from it was light out late to now having to learn how to find houses with no lights on was really difficult and really annoying and that was like mm-hmm. jarring to me in the beginning going how am i going to do this it's so dark out 
I can't figure this out. It's really hard to find seven seven three as opposed to six six nine. I'm like, I can't see, I can't yeah. see the numbers. I'm gonna, I now I, how did I end up at eight oh two? The GPS says I'm here. What yeah. what the heck happened? What what uh, crazy? What GPS app do you usually use? I just use the one through the Uber Eats app okay. itself. I'm simple with this. I'm like really neurotic and nervous about mm -hmm. trying all these other things. And you know, I'm like, I need to be a little more adventurous, but I get stuck in my ways. I'm like, all right, not ways, my ways. <laughs> it works. I use ways. I'm going to go with it. You, so you, you, you'll, you'll multi-app and you'll go into the new app like Waze mm -hmm. or something? Yeah, well, what I'll do is um, if it's like more than like a mile, I'll use Waze and then when I get like down to like, there's only like a quarter mile or like a couple blocks to go, then I kill ways and then I switch to the Uber navigation. Mm. It's nice now that um, they've upgraded it where they actually show the outlines of all the houses and buildings. Yeah, and the the yeah, Amazon Flex nice. navigation has that too, which is I would say of all the apps, uh, even like of between like Waze and Google navigation and all right. that stuff, um, the Amazon Flex gps within the app is actually like the most accurate um like if you're off by one house like it won't even let you complete the delivery it'll be like mm. you're, yeah like it'll okay say call support or like there's certain times where like you know because i'm in well the my zone here in florida is is really interesting because it's like the most geographically diverse place like within like a 10 mile um like like the zone's probably about 10 miles across. Well, maybe a little bit more than that, but like on one side, it's like flat and just suburbs. And then towards the middle, it's like a little bit more like, I would not say like, there's no like real downtown or skyscrapers here. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, just a little bit more congested and there's like, you know, high rises, lots of brand new condo complexes and all that stuff. And then like way out on the West side, it's like super rural. And like, mm. there's a, a black bear preserve just like this, it's probably like the size of like delaware or something um and like i've actually delivered to people like there and there are freaking mansions out there too there, I, there's all this money in florida i don't know where it's coming from i think it's all contractors and um because like everybody's moving to florida so there's high rises being built everywhere condo complexes apartment complexes uh you name it and so i've delivered to like these like really really rich neighborhoods i've seen i just saw a ferrari today i i uh, i was gonna post it on instagram but i didn't get a chance to i'll show you a picture um yeah i i, I like that you bring that up because that it's similar here in new jersey i mean there are some mansions that are like badunk dunk mansions where they're helicopter yeah. pads you got a lot of so old I, money I, there i will often if i deliver to one of these places you know remember the address and then google and look up who the person is mm -hmm. because you know you see like the first name last letter be like you know john r and then i'll look it up see the address and i'll figure out what john r does because i <laughs> want to know if you have a house that's that big how the hell did you make enough money to live here so uh -huh. I'll, I'll do that often i'm like I, I gotta know what you do for a living all right so here's the uh here's a picture of the ferrari i saw today all right, and I like the yellow. I was gonna, uh, uh, banana yellow. It's like you're gonna have a Ferrari. Car, like that's what I'm delivering Uber Eats in. <laughs> I, I if you there's a like these viral videos. Uh, well, from they're from like ten years ago, like when Uber like really uh, blew up, where people were like doing Uber like in a Lamborghini or Ferrari like as a joke, but then like the video gets a couple million views, you know. 
yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you never done uh, rideshare? You've only do delivery? I've only done Uber Eats. I have not done anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, when I was when I was working in the so I, when I was working my previous job, it was such an early shift. I'd have to get up every day at like three a.m. And then when I'd be I'd be at work around four four thirty. I'd leave the office between 11 and 12 and leaving New York City reverse commute traffic back to Jersey. Mm-hmm. I'd be into NJ around 12, 1230, you know, so I would turn the app on and just get right into the lunch orders mm-hmm. and just do all of the Uber Eats stuff. And I didn't I, I don't I'm kind of awkward and didn't really want to talk to people in real life. And I kind of think the idea of just having my own space and time sounded better. And then also when you get up at three in the morning, your body starts to break down, you get kind of tired towards the end of that, like one, two, three o'clock, you start to get really tired. So I didn't want to have other people in my car. So just, you know, having somebody's Chinese food, Japanese mm-hmm. food, Italian food, Mexican food, that sounded like a more of a comfort zone for me mm-hmm. uh, than, than having, you know, another human being in where I'd have to pretend to be nice. So when you signed up with Uber, you signed up as both rideshare and delivery or just- No, de- just deliver. Oh, okay. you know, that's a good question. Um, Cause like the I app- don't remember. I don't know the answer to that. That's a good question. Maybe it was both. I think just, I want to say, I think it's just delivery, but I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I believe just delivery, but I got my positive uh, on that. I got my Uber app right here. Like in this, uh, in the side right here, if you touch this switch, it, it lets you like, I, so I only have deliveries like Uber X is off and connect is off, which connect is like Uber's version of like roadie or, dispatcher is like it's just delivering like packages it's not delivering food and i did it like once or twice and it should be like uber eats where it shows you you know where you are where you know but it's it's like uber x where it just tells you where the pickup is and you have no idea where you're going so Mm. i was like i don't i don't take those orders anymore because i i really like they're not they're never worth it and like the people never tip so it's like what's the point yes speaking of uh, that speaking of tips what's can you remember like what's like the single greatest tip you ever got yeah i think it was 23 dollars. i was picking up from hibachi restaurant in clifton new jersey and delivered it to west caldwell and the original return on it said it would be about seven eight dollars and i picked up probably 170 to 200 dollars worth of food mm. dropped it off in west caldwell new jersey at a beautiful home gorgeous mm-hmm. mansion dropped it off i remember walking up the uh, up the driveway thinking I'm going to get a nice tip here. And I did. And I believe it was $23. And boy, the excitement level when you see that flash on your screen and you overachieve of what you thought you were getting, that felt pretty good. But I think it was, I think for me, it was $23, something around there. And, you know, for for the, the order itself, ended up making like 32 bucks and 20 something minutes. So that was a pretty sweet, pretty yeah. sweet ride. I, I was, I, I, I'm not going to tell the story again, but like on the, show i did last night with nugs i was telling the same i had like um i did a chipotle where i was like on my way home i was like working all day i was on my way home i got off the exit and i just had i forgot that i had uber eats no it was uh i can't remember if it was uber eats or doordash i think it was doordash and i just forgot that i had it on and the chipotle order came in and like the store's like right off the exit there and like nice. you know it shows you a map of where you are where the restaurant is where the customer is and like so the, the the restaurant's right off the exit and then the customer was like two or three blocks down the road from me and it came in at like nine bucks and i was like yeah okay i'm going this way anyway sure and i go to chipotle and it's just like a tuesday or wednesday night at like 8 30 so it's like totally dead and like it was already ready 
and you know I get there and it's like and this is like around Christmas it was actually yeah it was actually last Christmas and um, I get there and uh, you know it's big family because like I had like three bags like you know those those brown paper bags with the handles mm-hmm. you know and oh, yeah. uh, <clears throat> you know just this whole family's having their Christmas party and they order Chipotle and uh, they gave me like a ten dollar cash tip at the door and then. You know, I, you know how DoorDash like hides the big baller tips, like you don't see it until after you complete the delivery. I don't, I don't know if okay. you know. That. Um, I do now. Uh, I thought I thought everybody knew that, but um, no, no, I'm so, a weirdo. Yeah, because they came in at like nine, and it ended up being like twenty three, because like they mm. they tipped like I don't know, ten thirteen dollars in the app, and they gave me ten dollars cash at the door too. That's and, cool. Uh, I always love when somebody gives the you know the cash at the door. Yeah, but the they're pretty rare. It is really rare. The first, I mean, this is pre-pandemic, of course, but the first time it happened, somebody gave me like two dollars, and I like called my wife. And I was like, "Honey, is this okay? Somebody gave me money on the side. Am I allowed <laughs> to do this? Is this illegal? Am I being an illegal Uber Eats driver right now?" I was, I was like, I didn't know what to do. Now I'm like, "Yeah, give me the money. Like, let me shove it in my wallet. It's great." Well, but yeah, it is rare. As long as you're claiming that on your taxes, you know. Oh, you claim it <laughs> well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am not claiming my my cash tips, so. You know. Yeah, but I mean, at the in the end of the day, like over a, I mean, I can't speak for your your side of things, but for me, over a year, it's probably like a hundred bucks when you add it all up. You know, it's yeah. nothing. It, yeah, and you started um, delivering well before COVID, right? Oh yeah, so I started delivering um, two and a half years ago. I, I delivered a year, and then I don't know the exact number, but it was before COVID. Oh, it was absolutely before. It was the it was the May. I, I was delivering for about 10, 11 months, and then COVID hit. Then COVID mm. hit bad, yeah. Yeah. So, like, a little less than a year. Did uh, did COVID actually pick up business for you because, you know, all oh, the yeah. restaurants were closed? Oh, my God, yeah. I made a lot of money during COVID. And then I mean, uh, oh. was there a crash afterwards because yeah, then the was, market got saturated went, with too many drivers? No. I mean, it went down a little bit, but it, it never really crashed. But, I mean, it, it was – it got to a point where, I mean, I was raking in a ton of money. I was like, this is absurd. Mm. You know, like, if I was doing this 50 hours a week, I was, you know, doing the math, I was like, this is unbelievable. I mean, it was like, at one point, like $40 an hour I was doing so well because it was so wow. busy. In this area, when people can't go to restaurants and food's a big deal around here and they're in search of delivery drivers, I mean, the incentives were ridiculous. You know, mm. you looked at your phone with, like, a hot map. It looked like a like a rainstorm was going to come in through the area, but it was just hey, three dollars extra here, six dollars extra here. It was absurd. I mean, it was there was so much money to be made in that time. I had to take I, I did take a month off because I I had COVID nineteen early on. I had COVID March of when it just started, so nobody even really knew anything about it. So when I had that, I had to recover, I had to wait a little bit to be safe, and then it was you know, just all on driving. Sorry, I'm uh bringing up the the chat on my phone here. Where is it? What the hell? Skip ads. Sorry. Oh, a hundred buck tip. My goodness gracious, Chris, uh, Chris Barnes. What are you delivering? What do you say? Hundred dollar tip. That's a crazy. I've never got that crazy much. Talk. I think I got. I remember when I used to. I started out driving just Uber. And this is when I lived in Lakeland, which is uh, closer to Tampa. And uh, I remember, like, it's a very small college town. And I remember I just took somebody, like, n- not even a mile, like, from their house to the bar. 
And he tipped me twenty dollar cash tip. And I was like, mm. <laughs> that's an awesome dollar to mile I, ratio. It's made me a better tipper. That's for sure. Yeah. Like when I go for other people and I get good service in particular, you know, mm. I'm definitely, I'm definitely a better tipper than I used to be because I know what goes into everything behind the mm. scenes. I want, you know, I want to. Yeah. Someone goes all like I, I personally think if you go all out and you do a good job, you know, you should definitely uh, get a nice tip for that. Yeah, it's funny when I order uh, DoorDash, I'll open the the driver app and see if there's a uh, peak boost going. I, like I pretty much only order through DoorDash. I pay like the it's like it's kind of like Amazon Prime. You pay like a hundred bucks a year, and then like they waive all the delivery fees, and then gotcha. they knock off the the uh, service fees. But it's like if there's you have to spend twelve dollars, I think. Which uh, if you have a family, it's a little easier. Um, but you know, I live alone except for my two cats here, uh, Leo and Logan. <laughs> oh, but you, so you know what my cat's name is? It, isn't I'm it cat. Leon? It's Leon. I'm a I'm a big cat guy. We could do hours on cats if you want to. I mean, I I am a I'm a big cat guy, and I and I I you know it's funny because I've done so many podcasts where my cat has come up to me. There's definitely been a point in this interview where your cat came up to you. Yeah. I could see your left arm, and it made the move down for the petting. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there was a pet there because I can't tell you how many podcasts I have done late at night where Leon is coming up and nibbling at my fingers, and I've got to do like the little move. I saw that move. I don't know which cat of, of, of yours it was, but I know there was a cat move there. I saw it. Yeah, he'll. Uh, whenever I'm like doing uh, these uh, these shows online, you know, he sees me and hears me like talking, so he thinks there's somebody here. Because whenever somebody comes over, like it's they're they're actually they're they're actually like people. They're not like scared of strangers. So whenever yeah people come over, they're always rubbing up against them and everything. Yeah, so they they come into this. They ever jump in? Can you bring them? Oh on? yeah, yeah. I'm, well, they're sleeping right now, which I'm surprised. Oh, don't wake them up. They oh, were just yeah. they were just having a wrestling match, and now they're uh... yeah. The two cats, my <laughs> my my um my brother in law's got the two cats. They beat the crap out of each other all the time. And one time we brought Leon over there. They beat the crap out of Leon. I said, "Well, that's never happening again." Like <laughs> Leon's like, I don't, "I don't know what's going on here. I don't need this." Yeah, they they, they wrestle all the time. It's wild. The two yeah. cat thing it, it throws me off. Uh, anyway, so you know it's funny because, uh, like I said, their names Leo and Logan, and there there was a third brother uh, who died. It's a long story. No, I'm sorry. They were the my downstairs neighbor got him first, and then uh, I was like, "Hey, where'd you get that cow?" Like this is right. This is about a, a year, a little over a year ago, like last May or something, and. Uh, uh, so he's like, I just got a cat. And I was like, you know, I thought about getting one too. And he gave me the number and address of the person he got the cat from. And I was like, you have any more of those kittens left? And, you know, because he was only like three months old at the time. And they're like, yeah, we got two. And like, so I went over there and like, I only took one and I should have took both of them because the other one ended up being Logan. And yeah. uh, <clears throat> so my downstairs neighbor, uh, we made the mistake of letting our cats out. Like we, we live in an apartment complex and the complex itself is like pretty safe and you know not high traffic but there's a real busy street uh that the complex is on and uh his cat ran into the road and got hit mm. and then so he went back to the person he got the cat from and he got logan and uh, my downstairs neighbor is he was a pilot or i guess he still is and then he went to trucking school for like three or four months and he's like can you do you want to just adopt logan and i was like yeah because uh I, I, everything I've read is that cats are better in pairs 
so they have somebody mm. to play with and especially with those guys i mean they're brothers so you know and they're right. both fixed and uh you know i guess if you had a male and female and one of them wasn't fixed that'd be uh, a, bit, a bad idea <laughs> so um yeah. do you have a favorite episode of your podcast yeah well yeah that's a great question that's that no one's ever asked me that before. That's a really good question. So I'll I'll start with this episode because this was interesting to me. The episode we're doing now? <laughs> yes. This is it. Absolutely. End of answer. The so I had on so I did a I did a food review from Rita's Ice. Do you guys have Rita's? It's like an ice cream place. No, I that one was fairly recent though, isn't it? Because I thought I heard there you was an earlier that. Rita's Ice. This story is oh, going okay. nowhere where you think it's going. It's okay. bizarre. So I did a Rita Ice, Rita's Ice, and one of the things that we tried on there was called the Cherry Blandini or uh, uh-huh. Cherry Blandini, Blandini, I think it was called. And I thought it sounded like Dean Blandino, who <laughs> is the is NFL on Fox. He's the guy when they go to NFL games, like, was, was that a first down? Was that not a first down? And his original job was he was the head of officiating for the NFL. So that was his role. He was the head of officiating. So I tagged him in my post. And... He liked the post. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Let me send him a DM and see if he wants to come on the podcast. So he responded, and he's like, yeah, I'm a big food guy. Let, let me come on the podcast. Let's do it. So Dean Blandino, the, the former head of officiating, comes on the Mike Delivers podcast because I did a post about Rita's Italian Ice where I said this cherry Blandini sounded like Dean Blandino. <laughs> so we're doing the interview, and I asked him, I was curious, to wanted to know what these guys did as the head of officiating during Thanksgiving. Because during Thanksgiving, there's an NFL game every Thursday on Thanksgiving Day. It's a big deal. You can't yeah, take like off. Three You're ahead of, of the officiating. You got it. You got to be in that. So he's the guy back in the NFL command center, making sure that everything's going away with the replay system. Any of overviews, he is the head of NFL officiating. So I was like, "What did you do on Thanksgiving?" And he goes, "We would get Whole Foods, and we would microwave our our leftovers in the Whole fo- in the microwave, and that's what we would eat." But he said, one of my guys working for me unplugged the wrong cord and all of the NFL replay system went down because somebody wanted to reheat their mashed potatoes and <laughs> in the whole. I remember you. Yeah, I remember you saying this on the podcast. Yeah, was all funny. down. So I heard this and I was like, this is unbelievable. So using like my skills as a, as a producer, I knew how to get this out there and I pushed it to all of these national news. And the podcast made national headlines for Dean Blandino talking about how replay system went down, which all started by me talking about a cherry Blandini that I tried from the Rita's down my street that then ended up turning into national news. To me, like when I wrap my head around that, I think it's just just a wild thing to talk about. Mm. Do you guys have, um, so, you know, like I said, I'm from upstate New York. Do you have uh, Stewart's in New Jersey? Not in New Jersey, but where my parents used to live in Excuse me, in Woodstock, some oh, okay. time. Yeah, that's kind of like the Seven Eleven of New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You have uh, I know you have Wawa there, right? Not where I am exactly, but yeah, I know I know Wawa well. They're like <laughs> you know forty miles away or so, but not not the deliveries that I do. Oh yeah, that I never. You know, it's funny because Wawa they don't they're not in New York. I I don't believe they are, even though they're in they're right out of Pennsylvania, mm. and. Uh, I had never been to a Wawa until I moved to Florida, and like I go there all the time now. I call it like my break room, essentially. Oh, and, oh uh, I'm sure it's you know good snacks, sandwiches, yeah. bathroom, anything yeah. you need. I'm sure that's like a night. You know, I want to get some Skittles. I want to get yeah. you know, the, the Coke Zero. I use the, that we're uh, into. Yeah, 
I use the Wawa. I like these apps like like Wawa, the app, you just can reload it, and then like you pay with your phone and you get points, and then after you get mm. enough points, you get something free. Um, you know, Chick-fil-A is kind of like that too. There's nice. also there's well there's racetrack but racetrack doesn't have uh it's just, it's kind of like Wawa like without the uh like hot food gotcha I don't know if you guys have racetrack in New Jersey I've heard of it we do not have the racetrack in our area but it does sound you know it does sound familiar there's a lot of 7-Elevens around where I am big 7-Eleven yeah. area you know it's funny I, there, I don't think there's any 7-Elevens in New York I don't remember ever seeing them mm, like a lot of Jersey oh yeah Stewart's and Cumberland Farms. Cumberland Farms, yes, yeah. I've heard that. And there's a, I know, there's Farms, a couple. Yeah, I heard that in a while. There's a couple of Cumberland Farms in uh, Florida too. They're usually on the coast. Um, Those places it. are fun. There's something exciting about walking into a place where everything you eat is going to be bad for you. I don't know, <laughs> exciting. Yeah. Like I'm going to go in here, and there's no way I can leave here without having something that's going to either rot my teeth or help my belly. Like I don't know what you're going to find here. Maybe some you know, hummus if you're lucky. That a question I was going to ask is, you know. How do you not weigh 300 pounds? Because, <laughs> like, you're always talking about food, and I'm like, it, like, it, it sounds like you're eating out, like, all the time. Or is it just, mm-hmm. like, once a week for the podcast? Or It's just once a week for the podcast. But what I will do for some of these bad foods that are for you, unless I really love it, then I'll mm-hmm. dive into it, is I'll actually divide it up for the week. I'm crazy. So I'll take, like, a sandwich and put it into, like, four or five different parts. So mm-hmm. then I'll have one on Monday, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday. Now, there's some stuff I'll try and be like, this is bleeping disgusting uh-huh. that gets the truck but for the most part i'll just kind of uh, spread things out over time and i have gained weight during the pandemic i've gained weight during this podcast i'm trying my best to lose uh-huh. a little bit of it it's very difficult uh but yeah I, I mean for the most part i do a good job with it but like there's some times where i'll try something and i'll be like oh, i gotta eat the whole thing oh. <laughs> you know i can't help myself. yeah i'm like that too like i just was raised like not to waste food and yeah i don't i hate doing that it has I mean, to be like, like unless it's like really nasty yeah um like i had i threw the box out but there's a these vegan chicken nuggets they're called nugs yeah i saw that when yeah with, with nugs on you got yeah you had those with i only you, ate you, half uh, of it and i had to throw the rest out i was like oh these are gross yeah you gotta be mm-hmm. careful you know vegan food's interesting like i loved i could eat vegan but i don't like vegan like pro like fake you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like oh, like a hamburger that's not a hamburger. But I love eating tofu, the different vegetables. I could totally eat without meat if I had to, or without eggs as well and cheeses. Mm-hmm. But the, it's you know, it's I, I don't love some of that like um, uh, like uh, the, the the fake foods in a sense. Like yeah. I love eating vegan, but I can't sometimes get down like the chicken nuggets that aren't chicken. I like the like, um, I love veggie burgers. I love veggie burgers. I like the uh, Beyond Burgers. And uh, Dr. Prager's. Oh, Dr. Prager's those the are, best. Yeah, those are pretty good. I'll get those. Give me that Dr. Prager's California veggie burger all day. All day with a Dave's Killer Bread English muffin. Those, those are kind of, uh, the, the California ones, those are more like breadcrumbs, like the ones that are like kind of stimulate uh, meat. But um, uh, uh, another question on my list is like, so, you know, you review food and restaurants and stuff. Like, do you consider yourself a foodie or a food critic i'm definitely not a food critic absolutely not i love mm. food though i mean i would say my favorite thing in the world you know outside of like family and things that actually you know important are probably food and my basketball team i mean those two things mm. and my cat you know like i love my day revolves i wake up and i go what is my dinner how am i going to prepare for it how am i going to 
like make sure that if it's a big dinner, I, I don't eat as much earlier because I want to load up on these calories late at night. I love food. My, my day, I probably got that from my family. I just, where am I going for dinner? What am I doing for dinner? I mean, that's like all I think about. If I know I'm going for a great dinner later, I'm in a better mood during the day. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't say I'm a food critic. Uh, I, but I'm, you know, I don't know if I'm a foodie, but I'm definitely a food lover. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, and if you are, I'm sorry, but people that are just like, oh, I just eat because I have to. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. you eat because it tastes yummy. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I'm kind of like the same as as you. Like, I used to be huge into Yelp. Do you write Yelp reviews at all? I, I use Yelp to look at stuff, but I don't mm. write them myself. I've never written a Yelp review, uh. but I, I like just to go to Yelp not for the reviews, but more to see what the food actually looks like. Yeah. That's a great. I agree. Cause like I used to be, when I still do uh, my Chad's beer reviews show, but I used to have a website where I wrote actual text reviews. And actually, I don't have it with me, but I, I co-wrote a book about um, oh, cool. dark beer. It's called The Handbook of Porters and Stouts. I should have grabbed nice. it before we started, but um, like that, it was the publisher came to me because I already had like hundreds of beer reviews already written, and they just said, "Hey, we want to take a bunch of your beer reviews and put them into a book, and we'll pay you." Can we do that? And I was like, yeah, because I didn't really have to do anything. And uh, yeah. well, actually, they needed like they needed like like twenty more beer reviews like within a month. So like I had to like drink like, and it was like in the summer. This is like twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. And uh, I'm like, I'm drinking all these imperial stouts like in the summer, which is really weird when I lived in New York. But like actually, I do it all the time now. Like last night, I had a uh, seven point three percent robust porter. It was pretty good. Um, Oh, yeah, something I was gonna say. I saw, I told it to you in the in the email. Is uh, you know, since I I'm a beer critic, and I'm also I well, I used to homebrew. I don't, I don't ever since I moved to Florida, I don't really homebrew anymore because I try every time. I have time. I tried to homebrew down here. I, my beer would get infected, and mm. uh, it's you need like a house like we have enough space to actually do it. It's really hard to do it in an apartment, and uh, okay. you really need like a chest freezer. And it's just I don't have the space. And I don't really have the money to buy all the equipment. And uh, yeah, so um, that's that's something I do miss about upstate New York is I used to not only I, I was in a homebrew club. I was like one of the uh, what do you call it uh, not executives. I was one of the uh, I was on the, the board or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I used that's to win cool. homebrewing competitions. And uh, I don't know what kind of beer you like, but um, if you like, do you like uh, like uh, like what's your taste in beer? All of them. Okay, good. Because uh, yeah. th- uh, that's what I used to I make. Like, I like uh, like a fruity IPA. I've been kind of down with. Uh, those are like so 2015. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I'm 2015, man. No, we'll see. So that's really fascinating. So do you? When you try a beer, will you know like this is? I never have a beer. And I'm like, this is bad. I mean, will you try a beer and say this is not as good, like because it's lacking blank? Um. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, like, to become a beer judge. But it, it depends if you mean your personal hedonistic preferences or do you mean, like, there's three there's three ways to, like, measure that. It's, like, your own personal preference and there's right. also to style guidelines because, like, there's style guidelines and it's, like, mm. if you're judging a competition and somebody's entering a beer and saying that it's this style, there's certain missing. things that it has to have or not have. and um, But then there's also the mechanical kind of aspects it's kind of like um the only thing you can compare it to is like I, I remember i realized this when i was in in high school like i took photography in high school and it was more about like 
the mechanics of like, and especially if you do black and white photography, I don't know if you've ever done that, but it's mm-hmm. like the, you know, like the, I, I know where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Like the focus, the aperture, all that stuff, the, the color resolution or saturation, like, like the actual, have you composed a picture, right. but then it's like, okay, but now is it actually artistic or is it worth looking at or something? You know, it's like this yeah. picture behind me is, it's an okay picture. I mean, it was just taken with, the, with my phone. It's not, I would not call this artistic. It just kind of, you know, yeah, I wouldn't put it, this on a poster, you know, it's, it's fine for a green screen, you know? Um, but like, is it, is it in focus or the colors correct? Stuff like that. So, um, and like when it comes to beer is that because you're dealing what I really am fascinated by with beer and, and, and this also applies to wine and to a much lesser extent spirits, but, and also cider mead is, um, right. like you you build all, you build what's called like the wart, you know, it's like the beer before it's beer. And then you add the yeast and the yeast does the magic where it eats the sugars and then it turns it into beer. And so, but it's because you're dealing with living things is that they're also like yeast can get sick, just like people. And you can get wild yeast in there. You can get bacteria. And right. I mean, sometimes, sometimes that's a good thing, but usually it's a bad thing or, and there, like the fermentation uh, conditions, like if you ferment it way too warm or way too cold, it's you know it's not going to be right. So it's all about like the fermentation and like there's like there's a thing called diacetyl, which is uh, if you ever had movie theater uh, popcorn, it, like that that buttery flavor. That's it's literally diacetyl is one of the ingredients in it. And if you ever have you ever had like certain British beers, you'll taste it. Or if you had, mm. like I've tasted a lot of home brews, it's because people they they don't let the uh, beer ferment long enough so if you mm. you ferment it for like a week and then you bottle it um it's gonna taste all buttery um so oh, it's like if you let it sit oh. for like two three weeks and it should it should not have that and uh Man, but I so love, yeah I so like me. when you say something that's that shouldn't be there if it's buttery right. it tastes like green apple um you know or it's just like if it's sour and it's not supposed to be right. sour like that's the kind of stuff that i notice um so I, I remember somebody when I first started getting like real hardcore into beer, and I met somebody that was a beer judge, and this is like ten years ago. He's like, he's like, it's a, it's kind of a double edged sword. Like you'll learn everything about beer, but you'll also like, one, you can't untaste the flaws anymore. Yeah, that you know? sucks. <laughs> yeah, that would be annoying. You're like, oh man. Although it, it really makes you appreciate, yeah. Yeah. It, it makes you appreciate the good stuff even more, and it actually makes you appreciate. I used to hate. Bud Miller Coors, Heineken, all that stuff. Like I couldn't drink it because, like, once you get into like you know IPAs and stouts and and right. sours and like you you can't go back to that stuff. But then when you become a beer judge and you can actually taste all the nuances, like I can actually drink some of those beers now. Like actually, I buy PBR every once in a while. I'm like, this is actually really good. I can like I'm, I appreciate the craft to it, you know. So great. <laughs> That's so interesting. So it's kind of like. Oh, there's something in my head as an example that I'm trying to go to, but I can't figure it out. But you've just, you've kind of been working all day, doing all of these craft beers, reviewing this. Sometimes it's like, you know what? PBR and its simplicity can mm-hmm. kind of be rewarding for you in a weird way. Yeah, like every once in a while, I'll buy some brats and just get a, a four pack of Tall Boys. It's like five bucks at Walmart, you know, and uh, make beer yeah. brats. You, like, you simmer it in beer, you know, until they turn white and then. Well, I don't. I don't have a grill here, but I have a Arnold, uh, not Arnold Palmer, a George Foreman grill, yeah. and uh, yeah, I got you. I got you. You know, a PBR and and a beer brought that was simmered in PBR is 
it's a it's a great nice. combination. Nah, that sounds fun. Now I'm hungry. Yeah, I know. That's that, that was one of the things that I I wrote down in my notes. I said every time I listen to your show, I always get hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I apologize. You know, like I mean, also too, I think as you're a delivery driver and you're picking up all these great foods <clears throat> and different smells, mm-hmm. I mean, you get hungry. It's just yeah. hard not to. But like, in, I know, like if I don't eat right or don't have a sandwich with me, and now I'm starving, and I picked up something that smells so good, I'm like, I'm like, gonna, you know, you start losing your mind. Hard. It's funny because uh, you guys did a review of like I think I don't know if it was Seven Eleven or Hot Dogs like a few weeks ago. It was we did a review of Sonic Hot Dogs and Seven Eleven Hot Dogs. That's I've done right. both. Yeah, I've and I can't remember if it was it was either the day before or the day after I actually ordered um, some hot dogs through Seven Eleven. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and it was like a uh, pretty funny coincidence. And uh, you know, did you like it? Yeah, they were good. I I. I had never had a hot dog at Seven Eleven before. I mean, it's like that. It's a cliche that goes back forever of like the rollers with the hot with the hot dogs yeah, exactly, on them, right? Know, like, like on like on the Simpsons from like season one, you know? Yeah. Or uh, like Beavis and Butthead, you know? Um, yeah. No, there was something exciting about being in Seven Eleven. I'm like looking at that rolled meat, and I'm going, "Wow, I'm about to do this." I mean, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it too. I thought it was. I actually thought the hot dog was good. I thought the bun sucked. Like yeah, my bun itself was so the bun was dry and my bun terrible. was cold. I thought it was good. The bun yeah. was literally refrigerated. I had to put it in the microwave oh. for like fifteen seconds to warm it, it up. To mush it up. Yeah. Then, well, you have a bad bun. I was like, well, this is a waste. I mean, I want the bun's part of the experience. I'm not just holding the hot dog, flapping around. I need a I need a bun to hold on to here. Yeah, you know what's funny is that if you, I'm sure you've probably done some Seven Eleven deliveries through Uber Eats, but you can also order through. I mean, like DoorDash, Instacart. Like, like they're on like every platform now, and yeah, everyone's it's very rare, but every once in a while, I mean, I have to be in the right place at the right time, and it has to be like a an order that's worth doing. Is like I'll see Seven Eleven orders on Instacart, and the problem with Instacart is that when you get Seven Eleven orders, is that you have to go and shop for the stuff, wait in line, and somebody ordered hot dogs once, and I was like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I had to ask the girl. I was yeah, like, I do this. yeah, I was like, where's the buns? Where's the the containers? And she's like, well, oh, they're well, under there. Well, see, this this is like the origin of why I do my podcast is because like this is something I would never have thought of. I'm sure you never have thought of is walking into a Seven Eleven and having to make a hot dog for somebody. Yeah, I find this stuff fascinating. And there was it's no so notes like if they wanted uh, relish or onions or ketchup or mustard. So I just right, I just grab a bunch of ketchup and mustard packets and put them in there. And I was like, I'll... I love Seven Eleven orders too because they're so fascinating. Just all the different crap that you can get in there. Yeah, that's like the one thing for me as an Uber driver that's probably closer to other orders that people do with like Instacart and everything. I think it's interesting seeing like, I want Smarties. I want Sour Patch Kids. I want a hot dog. I want a Big Gulp. We're getting a pizza. I'm like, what is happening here? I, I love seeing those orders. They're fun. Uh, so let's see. lost my place here. Um, what's the, what would you say are the best and worst foods that you've reviewed on your show? Hmm. <laughs> now, you're not... Are you reviewing foods or restaurants or both? I'm reviewing foods from fast food places. I wanted to do fast food places because in like places I pick up from as an Uber Eats driver because I want to do something that I think inner or excuse me nationally people would all know of like around I did I, I did a couple local places then I went well people listening to my podcast I don't know if they'd be as interested in learning about this place because they're never going to go here. But everybody's had McDonald's. Everybody's had Burger King. Mm-hmm. Everybody's had Wendy's. Everybody's had these different spots. So they would, you know, recognize that. I really, really disliked the um, 
but it was really cold because we had it delivered and this is a story in itself but i had delivered from white castle their sloppy joe slider mm. we got one but it was like a 30 minute drive for this one order the guy was like what the hell is wrong with these people it came ice cold the meat was disgusting i would say the <laughs> white castle sloppy joe slider was truly heinous i mean that I've never, was just nasty i've never been to white castle in my life I've never i thought been... it was awful i, I thought it was just my cat loved my cat's <laughs> Well, he loved it. Uh, recently, something I just devoured. I thought the Burger King spicy chicken sandwich was awesome. I'll have to try I thought that. they knocked it out of the park with the BK chicken sandwich. It's the chicken. They bread it, fry it fresh in the Burger King. I thought it was moist, juicy, crispy. I liked how the sauce was not completely all over it and in lathered in it, but kind of in patches and parts. I, I really enjoyed the Burger King chicken sandwich. All these chicken sandwiches have really stepped their game up. They've been pretty good pretty much everywhere I've gone minus yeah. KFC. You guys kind of do like a showdown where it's kind of like, you know, like you did like the hot dogs like from different places. And Oh, yeah. You, have you done like a chicken sandwich showdown? We've done all of them, and then we kind of did like what was our best. We used to do like months where we do chicken sandwich month, burger month, and we would try different places in different spots and do that. And then something we actually did on our Patreon page, which is one of the, my favorite things that we do. And again, I'm blindfolded here with pantyhose is that we'll get like um, chicken wings from uh, a chain restaurant and then we'll get them from a local place or we'll get chicken nuggets from a local place and then a chain and I'll eat them blindfolded and I have to see if I like the chain place better or the local spot better, uh. which has been, you know, when you're blindfolded and you don't know what's coming, has been really funny. Like, hey, we did that with IHOP pancakes to a classic New Jersey diner. That was a really fun episode for me to do as well. I really like that. Hmm. You ever watch uh, Reckless Eating or Cult Moon? Mm -hmm. No, but I, I feel like I should. Yeah, Reckless Eating, they've been around for over 10 years now. I mean, I, oh, wow. I, it, it, they're, on, they're in L.A., and uh, they started it, like, just, like, as a side hustle. It like, came to these guys' like, career. and awesome. like Like, all they do is, like, well, like, I think it's, like, once a month they have their main show where they, like, eat, like, the most disgusting food you can, like, food that's actually food, not, like, you know, something that's not supposed to be food, you know? Gotcha. Um. And then, right. like, they'll, like, throughout the week, they, like, just, like, will review. Like, they, they try to review stuff that, like, you're, that isn't, like, they go to, like, the dollar store and to, like, the Chinese supermarket and Indian, like, stuff that's, like, you're not going to see anywhere else. And they do, like, right. energy drink reviews and beer reviews and stuff like that. And, uh, and, but, like, the main show is, like, the, the funniest show is because it's basically they're eating all this disgusting food and they almost always end up throwing up and i was gonna say that's that's like you should uh they're have, thrown up yeah have you guys yeah like, that's not like the point of your show is that you like gross stuff but no uh, no it's more just to try and like have you ever I done think... like a like a hot sauce challenge or something like that no i've not done a hot sauce challenge my wife loves things hot i'm okay with it we tried I had never had a Big Mac before in my entire life until two months ago really? on the podcast. I had my <laughs> first Big Mac. I was stunned. I, I couldn't believe how small the patties were. I, thought, I was like, what is going on here? We had to get it a second time because I thought they messed up. <laughs> I, I'd never had a Big Mac before. I was unimpressed by the Big Mac. I thought the Quarter Pounder was good. You know, they, maybe the, I mean, they might be cutting back on portion sizes because everything is getting so expensive now, so... That, that might it was be just it. thin. That's just that was the, it. Was just it. It took me by surprise. I could not get over how thin and small. And I, th I thought the, I would say on the podcast I've done the Big Mac's probably the most overrated hyped burger or yeah. item that I have tried that has had success mm. in this country. The uh, 
uh, Nugs, who I reviewed or interviewed last night. Yeah. Him and his girlfriend, they did a challenge a few months ago where they had like all this different bottled water, and they were drinking it blindfolded. That's and amazing. You had to, like you had to guess the correct water, and if you I got it wrong, idea. you had to do a, a spicy, uh, like do a chip and like a hot sauce. You That's know, awesome. Like you guys should try doing something like that. Could you know? he tell that was 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 there a difference between like high end waters and you know like grocery yeah, store water? Like, you could tell they mentioned it yeah like some are like more oily and some are more like salty or whatever but well, that, yeah. that is fat that's a great idea that's yeah fat. Do, yeah you should, like... you guys should do something like that yeah just like i mean that's like not to the extent of like reckless eating or cult actually cult moon doesn't really put out content that much anymore but but like this is like i don't know i don't remember youtube like the real early days like 2007 to like 2011 or so um like remember like Everybody was limited to only ten minute videos unless you were a partner. Right, and, uh, right, right. Yeah, I remember. I remember the, those were like the glory days, the golden days of uh, of YouTube. That's crazy to even think back on that. You could only get ten minutes of content, and now how different that is now. That's you ever wild. done any uh, like drinking challenges or eating challenges? Like, no, uh, I, I'm not gonna. I, I think people are nuts when they're like, "Oh, I could eat all of this stuff." Yeah, like, how difficult it is to do that. People are crazy when they're like, "I could eat how." Oh, all right, here's a platter of eggs with sausage and bacon in it, and it's the size of a tire. Oh, I could eat that. I love eggs. I'm like, you know how <laughs> hard that is to do? It's crazy. I've never done a challenge. I did have on my podcast Adam Richmond, though, who had done Man versus Food. So he came on the pod, and we had a lot of fun talking to him because, you know, he's obviously he's obviously seen it all. So if you're into food challenges, that, that was a fun episode I had on I had when I had I'll, Adam. Yeah, I'll also check that out. Have you ever done, like, the – off menu stuff like the Mick ten thirty five. No, but if you know, wait, what is the Mick ten thirty five? That's where, like, you go in because, like, McDonald's used to stop serving breakfast at ten thirty, and so if you got there around ten thirty, ten thirty five, they would have both like leftover breakfast and the lunch at the same time. What you would do is you would get uh, uh, the what's the the breakfast McMuffin? Oh, the McGriddle. No, just the regular McMuffin. Like okay, the sausage so McMuffin too. And then you get a, a hamburger or a cheeseburger, and oh, like you, man. you combine That's them. Wild. Yeah, just Google Mick ten thirty five right now. Yeah, and there's all Google. these, like, and there's one called the Mick Manly, but you can only do it if they have the Mick Rib. It's where you take a Mick Rib, and uh, like a quarter yeah. pounder, and oh. or like you put the fries on the Mick Rib or something. I forget exactly. I'll have to but, look all these up. I thought yeah. the Mick Rib was uh, terrible. Really? I like the McRib. I, I'll oh, get it I like once like, a year. Here's the problem with the McRib, and this is on me. I thought <laughs> I was getting like ribs. I was like, okay, I'm getting ribs. And then I realized, I'm like, this isn't ribs. This is the McRib. I was <laughs> expecting like bones and you're peeling it off. I had a whole different expectation of what I was about to try. So I think that in my head. But if I knew I was just having like a fun sausage patty with some sauce on it, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably not that bad. But I thought I was having like ribs. I was like, what the hell uh-huh. happened here? I thought everybody knew like the McRibs were around. Uh, no, since I, I didn't was a know kid. that. I, I didn't. I'm learning everything here. I didn't know what. That's the. I didn't know it. I didn't. I didn't have the. Uh, you know the, the Big Mac. I didn't have the McRib. It's been. It's been a real learning. You know experience for me on uh, doing think, all these food reviews. I think we're about the same age, right? Like I'm 44. How old are you? 38. Okay, yeah, fairly close. Yeah, definitely and, uh, close. Like when you were a kid growing up, like were you? I know some kids around us like weren't even allowed to like eat fast food. Like maybe once. A, oh no, once it a wasn't year. that. We were definitely allowed to eat fast food. I wouldn't say it was like something that was heavily in my diet or anything like that. Going uh-huh. all the time, but it wasn't like we weren't allowed. 
the issue for me was I'm really picky about condiments and cheese. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would end up just getting chicken sandwiches from rest- from fast food places because it was safer for me. I had the traditional order. It was always the same thing. It was a spicy chicken sandwich or a chicken sandwich, plain, no mayonnaise, nothing, just plain on the bun. I just want the bun and the chicken. And then I would get the fries. So I never ventured out onto some of these different items because I'm like really freaked out uh-huh. by mayonnaise. Like I don't like it at all. So I was always scared to order these burgers because I didn't want to get so picky where I'm like, just give me a bun and a burger and take off all the toppings that I'm paying seven twenty six for. Seemed kind of strange. So I just went with the chicken stuff. So yeah, I had McDonald's and Burger King. I had these places a bunch, you know, not not an insane amount, but not not going. Just average. Yeah. And I only just got chicken products. That's the true story. That's weird. I remember when I was a That's kid weird. and actually my parents' house in where they still live to this day, like two blocks down the road is McDonald's. And I remember I used to go there. Because uh, I had a paper route when I was, I think I started in like sixth grade, and uh, and when I finally had my own money, like I would go to McDonald's like on Friday night or something or Saturday, like and my parents were always, you know, they they were in and out all the time. They're like always doing like little league or gymnastics or like they were in like so many church groups you couldn't keep track of. So I would walk down to McDonald's. I remember this is like late eighties, early nineties. I would always get the number two combo, which was the two cheeseburgers, and it was two ninety nine. And after tax, it would be three dollars and twenty cents. And I'd always bring three singles mm. and two dimes, and I had exact change. Yeah, I nah, actually I would still great. get that well, meal once awesome. in a while. But uh, yeah, if I go to McDonald's, I probably would get yeah, I probably get like a quarter pounder combo or whatever. Like the because you're always experimenting with food there, and mm-hmm. like I'll get it. And it's always like it's fine, but it's never as good as the pitcher makes it look. And it's always like they're clearly like emulate, like they're trying to go like I don't know if you have Carl's Jr. or Hardee's there, like the six dollar burger they call it, or the five dollar whatever it's called. And it's basically like they're trying to do that, like a Applebee's or TGI Fridays type, like you know, like sit down uh, table service restaurant type burger, like in a right. fast food form. Right and uh, like they're like I said they're always okay but it's not like I'm in a rush to go get it again. Well, I have found that, and I think this is true for all these fast food places. And I've found this interacting with some of the people that listen to my podcast is that it's the nostalgia factor is a lot of what brings people back to places. Like, and it triggered my mind when you're talking about I brought three dollars and twenty cents. Mm-hmm. Is you think about these childhood memories? I know somebody that, that I talked to that loved the original Burger King chicken sandwich. And they loved it because when they moved to America, he himself said, he's like, I didn't like, I didn't know cheese. I didn't like cheese. So he would get the Burger King chicken sandwich and just loved it and grew up with it. And now if you were to have that chicken sandwich, this is the original one we're talking about, he would think it's terrible. But because he grew up on it, it was a memory he had with his dad. He yeah. bonded, him and his dad bonded over this chicken sandwich and, you know, coming to America and all and learning a new culture, et cetera. This was something he fell in love with. So then when he looks back on this sandwich, it's like a nostalgia thing where he tries it and it brings back these memories. But in reality, you know, sandwich isn't very good. (laughs) Do you guys have um, checkers or rally up there? We don't. No, we have one checkers. We have one checkers. And I refuse to deliver or pick up from it because the service is so bad. 
Mm. I, you know, early on in my day, the, the Uber, Uber Eats driver, when I was starting to learn the area, you know, you don't quite know the places that are good and bad. Yeah. And then you learn over time, not going in here, not going in here this time, going in here this time, whatever it might be. Weekend, weekends. And I, every time I went in here, the food was never, I mean, never ready. Like, awful service. So mm. I refuse to pick up from that checkers. There's only one. But I, my wife and I have talked about it a lot, wanting to definitely try it on a review side of the podcast but i won't pick up from it anymore. it's actually it's actually pretty good for fast food burger i would say i like checkers actually more than burger okay, king or cool. mcdonald's or wendy's but yeah there's there's good one there's one where i live and uh i get orders there all the time the problem is like it's in a bad neighborhood and usually the orders are going to a bad neighborhood and yeah. the, the people don't tip so i almost never take those orders and right. like for me to pick up checkers has to be like you know the perfect moon alignment you know because it has to be like i, I have to be you. close to the store it has to be a high enough payout and it has to be no line there's times like i'll take the order and i'll get there and the line's going around the block i'm like eh, on the side not doing this that's that was the question on my list is what restaurants are on your blacklist yeah checkers mm -hmm. is one of those for sure um burger king is creeping up there. Wendy's is definitely a no-go in my area. I refuse to do them. And the reason I don't do Wendy's is they make the they make the food on the spot. So when you get there, yeah. then they start doing the order. Mm. So I'm like, I'm going to trick them. I'm going to I'm going to trick the system where I went in line in the drive-through, which I don't do, but there was no one there. I was like, I'm going to go in the drive-through so they're going to be forced to make this quick. They push me to the side of the line. Like, can you drive over to the side so mm. people can come through behind you? I'm like, you outsmarted me, you <laughs> Wendy's. So Wendy's is on there. Burger King is on there. And Checkers is definitely on there as well. Those are the three I'm just like, I am not doing. There's some local places as well that I won't do at certain times. But from a national chain perspective, I'm just not going to. And like you said before, perfect circumstance. The payout's great. Going in a certain direction. The timing looks good. I won't say always no, because there's always a maybe if the stars do align. But, you know, 99 out of 100 times, it's not happening. Yeah. Um, what's like your dollar to mile ratio? And like, what's like the minimum? Like, or you don't accept everything. I, I no, no, no. I, I only accept like, you know, 10%, mm. 10 to 15%. So I am very picky on, you know, on making sure. I just, I would say I want to stay within my bubble and I'll go, you know, three to six miles around my radius. Mm -hmm. And I just want to make sure whatever, you know, minimum $7. Like I would say 20 minutes to $7 is kind of like my scale. Mm -hmm. If it goes south or north in that direction, I'll have, I'll probably not do it. But something around there, if I can make, you know, seven, eight bucks within 20 minutes, I'll take that order. And then again, you know, knowing the distance there, where I'm going, mm -hmm. is this a place that's taking me back near towards my home? It's weird because you know what, when I started doing Uber Eats, they didn't give you any information at all. They just said on your phone, how far away you were from the restaurant. It didn't mm. tell you which restaurant you were yeah, going to. That. And it didn't tell you where you were taking that food to deliver. And it didn't tell you how much money you were gonna make. So it, it made for good stories from the road because it was a complete crapshoot on everything that was about to happen. Now, you know, it's more of a controlled environment where I know where I wanna go and not wanna go. So that has changed. But like looking back and thinking on it, how in the world did I just accept any order, not know where I was going, and do any of that? And I mean, I would be driving all over. That's the how place that's how Uber rideshare is. You don't all you know is where the passenger is. You have no idea where they're going, unless like your Uber 
diamond or something like that, which I I, I would assume you're probably gold or diamond or platinum, whatever that is. They don't is. have that on mine. They I don't? don't know, oh, okay. It, it doesn't say that, but it just says the deliveries that you've done and your percentage rate, you know, your rating. But it doesn't say, like, your diamond. I don't know why, but people people have always pointed that out to me, and I'm like, I, can't, I don't know. I, I think in my area, it just... It just doesn't have it. Yeah, I guess you have to be a rideshare driver in order. Maybe to, that's what it is. They're always trying to get me to uh, to give Uber rides. Like they had, they had a promo. I got I got hoodwinked by Uber uh, over the weekend. So like they 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 sent me like a like a pop up or a notification on my phone, and it said, you know, get one hundred twenty dollars for making three trips, you know, between uh, up until August first or something like that. I was like. Oh hell yeah, I'll do that. Because and I remember they just had the same promotion like a month or two ago, and uh, I was like, this is part of their you know big huge campaign to get drivers back on the road. Right. And so like on Sunday, I just I did like the first three Uber order Uber Eats orders that that came, even though they were like pretty lousy. And I was like, yeah, well, essentially making forty dollars a delivery, not you know three dollars and change. Right. And then uh, like if you ever get those bonuses, like as soon as you hit your goal, like that that bonus money pops up immediately. Mm-hmm. And it didn't pop up, and I contacted Uber support. I was like, "Where's my bonus?" And they're like, "You already got it." And I was like, "They're like, read the fine print." And I read the fine print. I was like, "Yeah, I already got it like a week or two ago." I was like, "What? You just sent this to me like as if it was a new promo? Oh, what the hell?" God. So I got, I got hoodwinked by Uber, and I ended that up doing. Sucks. I wasted, yeah, I wasted like an hour and a half making like fourteen dollars, like on deliveries I never would have taken anyway. Uh, that oh, pissed man. me off. That, I've never. That's wild. So that we they. They told you, hey, so basically they said this is something you had already achieved. Yeah, it was a bonus I already, yeah, a promo. Do you get those? Think when, I've never seen, you know, I've seen the bonuses. I've never gotten a, um, you know, an alert about something that I had achieved in uh, the past. I've definitely been confused by some stuff. Yeah, they call them quests. Yeah, the quests that have happened. You know, I've definitely, I've definitely seen, you know, I see the quests all the time, but I haven't. <laughs> You know, I haven't had one where they were like, "Oh, this is a quest you accomplished. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. Here's your certi- certificate of quest." <laughs> that I've not seen. <laughs> yeah, they have them all the time around here, and it's always they're meant more for rideshare. Um, mm-hmm. And it actually it'll have a map, and it'll say if you pick somebody up in this, in this oh, like start here, and if you do, you do three trips in a row without turning the app off, you get an extra. Right five bucks or 50 whatever it is yeah but. no the quests are always there that well that was what we talked about earlier during the pandemic or you know during when covid was really at its mm-hmm. peak and people were doing a lot of deliveries the quests were crazy i mean there the, that i remember every two deliveries you make an extra eight dollars hmm. and it was just non-stop action so i mean you know you did 15 20 deliveries in three four hours and then you multiply that i mean i was just like and then there were other incentives, and it was just piled. The money was just piling on at that yeah. time. It was crazy. I know. I know uh, you're coming up on time. I just got a, a few more questions. No, go for it, man. What's up? Um, do you have a dash cam in your car? I do not. Uh, yeah, highly recommend that. I mean, even if you're not making videos, just for, you know, uh, insurance purposes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen. But any- it would be fun to. It would be fun to have some of these videos. And yeah. Talk, and talk while I'm driving. I see. I would need a separate. I will always want. I, I need a separate camera because I've I've seen like on the phone, mm-hmm. but I get too neurotic that I'm gonna miss my app. It's like turn left on yeah. Jimmy Street, and I'm like, oh no, I didn't see it. I don't know what to do. So yeah, we need an extra camera. Oh yeah, I use a Blackview, and it's like two cameras. And uh, mm. I used to. Uh, How much are these? Uh, well, I I I I don't go cheap. I get I get the top of the line like three, three four hundred dollar camera. Okay. Um, 
but it's but also it I use it for making video. videos too. Like it shoots in right in high def. I mean, if you're just well, yeah, if you're just using it for safety and security, like you can get, world, yeah, yeah, you can you can afford to go a little cheaper. But um, no, it's yeah, if you, ever, if you ever get into the video making game, yeah, or I mean, you can just use if you have an extra old phone lying around. I have uh, this is my yeah. old iPhone eight, and then this is my iPhone twelve, and then I have an Android over there. I got uh, my backup. I I just found this. Yeah. But you know, that's a good idea. Uh, have you ever done an episode about Indian food? I have. Yes, that was one of the places that we had originally done. That was a local restaurant, and it was a place that we picked up from in town. I've done a bunch of stories from the road from this place as mm. well. Um, but yeah, we did that, and I, you know, I I found after doing the review, I was like, well, people national, you know different parts of the country are like okay i've had indian food but i don't know i i, I don't know this restaurant so how am i going to relate to it so i did that in a burger place and i said i'm putting an end to this uh-huh. we're doing national chains but yes i have done one if you go back 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 in the archives like episode mm-hmm. 18 or something 20 you could find it yeah okay yeah i don't i don't know what the demographics are where you live but in uh sanford lake mary there's a lot of indian people here Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a lot of Indian restaurants, and I get right pickups there all the time. And they actually, well, I should say, like they're they're kind of feast or famine. They're always like two three dollar orders or like ten thirteen dollar orders, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and it's funny because I, I eat Indian food maybe like once a year, and I really should try try it more often. I'm just like so set in my ways. Like I just rather go with something safe, you know, but like, you know, yeah, I like, I uh, love Indian food. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't say I love it, but I, I definitely like it. And I used to, I used to be uh, a spicy food nerd and uh, it goes back to my, my Navy days because of the food on the ship would be like so bland. So like you get like eggs and you just put Tabasco sauce or Texas Pete on it just to give it some flavor. And you just kind of like get used to eating like spicy food all the time. And then Actually, when I lived right. in, in New York, I used to grow jalapenos and habaneros, and I actually grew uh, Trinidad oh, wow. scorpion peppers. And uh, I, I was gonna ma- I was gonna make this point like half hour ago, and I was telling you about beer. Um, yeah. One of my award winning homebrews is called Chad's Chocolate Cherry Chili Porter. So it's a Ooh. dark beer, <clears throat> and then I would uh, uh, see it's like a, a porter, and uh, I would ferment it on. Uh, cherry puree and then like i had like cocoa nibs and vanilla beans and then i had the the trinidad scorpion pepper and i would just take one pepper you know it's like the size of like a walnut or something mm-hmm. you just cut it open and like because all the heat is on the inside and then you throw that in the fermenter for about 24 hours before i bottle it and that's enough to like for the entire huge five gallons of beer um to give it like a warming sensation without like the real spicy taste so cause it, I was inspired to like, if you ever go to like Whole Foods or like a co-op or something like that, and they have like gourmet chocolate there. I saw mm-hmm. one that was chocolate with cherry and, you know, some kind of chili pepper infused. And then I just, I love the way it tasted. I was like, I want to make this into a beer. So I did. And, uh, well, well I don't have the metals here. You, but. <laughs> miss, do, you miss doing all the, uh, you know, the homebrew stuff? Um, yeah. Cause I, I could definitely make good beer and I had a lot of friends doing that, but, uh, it's like I said, it's just so hard to do in Florida unless yeah. you have a house. Um, How do you? That's interesting. Unless you, you make all saisons in Florida. <laughs> it's interesting. You have to figure out like, okay, this is the amount of pepper that goes in this. Mm-hmm. Is that like a trial and error thing? Where yeah, you're like, well, sort of. I put too much in, and I cannot mm-hmm. drink this because my tongue will fall off. Yeah, 
and also well, i mean there's it's there's forums facebook groups reddit groups okay. tons of sites where people Limpo, yeah, yeah, share yeah. web share recipes and stuff like that um all right i only got two more questions i'll let you get out of here best and oh, worst man. public restrooms not really um best and worst public restrooms what a great question wow um the first thing that jumped in my head was the mcdonald's ones have been pretty nasty yeah the floors are always think, slippery around here <laughs> i don't think there's any good ones i can't come up with any good bathrooms i've never been in a bathroom in my life at a fast food restaurant and went this is going to be a good experience how's the wawa's up there they're, they're pretty good here yeah they're yeah i guess they're fine you know it's i I've never, I've never gone to the bathroom there, so I can't answer that. But I would say all my experiences have been just, yeah, this is, this is nasty. I did a segment early on, way before the pandemic, and now I don't do it anymore. But it was called Places I Pee on the Road, <laughs> where I would list all the different restaurants from the week that I went to the bathroom. So it would be like McDonald's in Clifton. It would yeah. be Sonic in Piscataway. And, uh, you know, they're, they're all gross. I'm going to say they're all nasty. <laughs> the, you know what's the best public restrooms people never what think is, of is uh, yeah. hotel lobbies. That's a great call. That's yeah. a great call. Especially That's the fancier the hotel usually. That's because the people call. never use the bathrooms in the lobby because if you – That's a great call. If you're staying in the hotel, you're using the bathroom in your room. Unless, right. unless like, the bathroom's, like, right next to the pool or something like that or the gym. But, you know, usually they're pretty nice. And when I used to do ride share yeah. – That's um, a great call. Uh, in Orlando, uh, what's nice for the airport queue is it's like this huge area, like north of the airport, and like you can park. And like there's all, just all hotels and uh, you know uh, chain restaurants and stuff. And I'd park outside these hotels, and I would go in and use the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, this is so much better than a uh, fast food place. So my right. favorite drop-offs. I just want to say this: my favorite drop-offs are at hotels. Mm -hmm. Because to me, it's like you get to walk up and go into somebody's bedroom. <laughs> like, could you imagine if you were delivering food to somebody mm -hmm. and you said, hey, by the way, the door's unlocked. Go up the steps. It's the second door on the right. Knock. I'm <laughs> in there. You'd be like, this is unbelievable. You get that kind of access in a hotel. I love yeah. hotel drop-offs. All right. I don't know if you've ever been asked this question before. It's kind of like a cliche, but it's kind of like a, a think piece. Is mm. a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, no, it is not. It's a it's a hot dog. <laughs> I think it's it's a hot dog. I think a sandwich. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer of why, but it's 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 a fair question. I in my head, it just doesn't. I think we grow up thinking of sandwiches in a certain way. Now, if you want to get technical, yeah, I'm not going to debate you. Like, yeah, technically, yeah, it's meat inside of a bun. That's a sandwich. But I think at the root of it, when you really want to pull the layers back and not be kind of like that guy that has to say it it's not a sandwich it's a hot dog yeah it's kind of like people say is texas the south it's like texas is just texas it's not it's not the south it's not the midwest it's, it's just texas. texas yeah texas is texas yeah. and hot dogs are hot dogs <laughs> all right everybody all right well i know you gotta go to your next podcast appointment so i'll let you get going but uh so you want to plug you know, website, Twitter, Instagram, let me let the people at home know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, uh, Mike delivers podcasts. You want to hear my stories from the road as an Uber each driver. And then, of course, all the great food reviews that I do. Uh, head on over to that. You can find the podcast where all platforms are, you know, whatever you, whatever your poison is. And then on Twitter, at Mike delivers pod. Same for Instagram, at Mike delivers pod. There you can see some of my adventures. And, you know, on Twitter, I 
mm-hmm. I get into some of the basketball stuff as well because I got the basketball podcast, Bad Weather Fans, uh, where I'm a Nets fan. My 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 partner in the, in the pod is a Nick fan, mm-hmm. so we kind of debate back and forth because we hate each other's teams, but we respect each other as good friends. So we got that going on. Well, if so, you're yeah, fun. if you're coming to Florida, if you're going to Disney, you know we can go to a Magic game or Orlando Let's City do it. or something. Let's see so. some Mo Bamba in the in the in the in the Orlando Magic. I'm ready to roll. Let's do it. Cool. Let's get some let's get some hot dog sandwiches at the concession. Yeah. I highly recommend if if you're not already listening to Mike's podcast, it's you know, it's free podcast. And uh I think Harry Campbell said it best. He's like, you know, drivers are just driving around all day. They need something to listen to. There should yeah. be tons of rideshare, food delivery, gig economy podcasts, and there really aren't that many. So, you know, that's that's the game I'm trying to get into. Hey, man. No, I respect that. I appreciate yeah. you having me on. Really yep. enjoyed, you know, our time. And I love talking to different, you know, delivery drivers. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's really, yeah, it's therapeutic in a lot of ways for me when we can talk and, you know, it, this, you know, the audience listening that's driving around, that's doing the same thing. And you go, mm-hmm. I know that. Oh, I know. I know that bathroom. And I think yeah. that that's really cool. So, you know, yeah. you know, congrats on all of your success as well. And if you're going to have me on your show, we can talk beer. And like, you know, if, if we can get the same beer, we can review it or whatever. Yes. So yes, just let me know. Let, do you have any of your beers available? I mean, like, do you like? Is there anywhere I could find this? I want to try your beer. My homebrews. Yeah. Oh no, those are all long, long gone. <laughs> that's well. Uh, that's yeah. Well, all right. I have the recipes if you want to brew them. <laughs> no, that's not happening. No, no, no. That's but but I want your recommendations. I'm going to be bothering yeah. you nonstop now on email oh, yeah. for recommendations. I'm going to well, be that annoying guy. There's this right. app called Untapped. Oh and, yeah, I know Untapped. I've yeah, I'm on there. Years. Just do search for Chad Pollins, and I'll come right up. All right, cool. All right. All right, thanks for doing this. Have a great night, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, everybody out there for watching. Thank you, Chad. Thanks for having me on. Bye. See ya. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Chad will be back Sunday with his co-host Hannibal, discussing the latest news, trends, and viral posts from the delivery and rideshare sectors of the gig economy. Until then, keep hustling.